0: Hello, everyone in the Spirit School listener world. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited today to have some new business besties on. Laura and Betsy of Luscious Hustle. How are you, ladies?
1: Good, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so some of you will know that I was honored to be a guest on their podcast just two months ago. I think we recorded and it released last month, and I've received so many messages from that podcast interview, and I was so excited to share you guys with the Spirit School audience and do some more business-related episodes. So if you guys want to just start by introducing yourself um, one at a time, maybe we'll go alphabetically. <laughs> I'm a Virgo, so I'm like, in maybe order we'll Yeah. Just like where are you coming from? Like what was the big dream behind Luscious Hustle? How do you guys serve the world? I'm so excited to share you guys.
1: Well, thank you for having us again. And I'm Betsy. Uh, We don't do a really great job, apparently distinguishing our voices on our own podcast. So (laughs) thank you for having us introduce ourselves separately. Um, Yeah. So Laura and I are uh, just two Random people that met on the internet, in Instagram, in a DM, Uh, we share the same last name, but we're not related. We're both Canadian, but I live in America, in Pennsylvania, and we have built Luscious Hustle online over the last four and a half years now, I guess is where we're at, which Mm -hmm. is crazy to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we're like old entrepreneurs all of a sudden, but (laughs) yeah, we honestly, for us, Luscious Hustle has been one of the most incredible journeys that we've ever gone on. At least it has been for me. So I'm just Mm -hmm. really lucky that the internet served up someone as amazing as Laura to be a business partner with. Cause uh yeah, we're just here to help women build businesses online in a way that feels really in align alignment with who they are and what they want to be making.
0: Mm, love it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's hard to follow that up. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'm Laura. So I'm the, the Canadian Canadian of the duo. So I live in Calgary, Alberta. And I have a six-year-old daughter, which that's hard to believe. Like she was still in diapers when we started our podcast. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, what can I say? I mean, yeah, it, our business, you know, is really a, a, a true manifestation story. And it's truly a story of like putting something out there and being, having no sweet clue how it will come to you, when it will come to you, in what form it will come to you and and just really following what feels aligned. And it's interesting, you know, as we have as our business has grown and evolved, um, you know, and we've we've incorporated, I mean, I know we're going to talk about this, we, we've incorporated a lot of human design into our work, and it's been very interesting as we've delved deeper and deeper into our individual designs and how those designs work together in the business. Like we can backtrack and look at all of the events of our lives, the events like in the early days of our business and see, like how we were actually unconsciously really living fairly well not great there were some there were some problems buds but like overall we were living pretty much in alignment with our design and then how we've then you know um elevated our our knowledge and our mastery of the human design to actually really consciously use it as opposed to unconsciously use it but i i mean it, it's just kind of wild what you can manifest when you're not trying to obsess about how you're going to get to where you want to get Yes.
0: I absolutely love that. I want to talk a little bit more about manifesting and human design most definitely, but what were you guys doing before this? Like, what was the, the big dream? What made you step into this? Because I know it's really scary to go into entrepreneurship because the world perceives it as being like an unsafe path when I think it's actually safer than any job I've ever had. But I'm just kind of curious what you guys were doing before and like, how was it to transition fully into your own online business?
1: Um, So baby Betsy wanted to be a CEO. Like I was the chick that as a little girl, I won all the Girl Scout cookie sales and had lemonade stands. And I knew from a very young age, I really wanted to be a CEO. Like I didn't really understand it, but like I knew CEOs of like big companies. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Um, I started my first business at 24. I had a t-shirt company and it was all with my sister and everything was hand dyed. I'd gone to art school. So I was hand dyeing, silk screening, swarovski crystalline all of the t-shirts but there was a really deep message behind it of empowerment and like helping little girls express themselves my niece pointed that out to me the other day which is why i'm sharing this now i haven't shared that in a while but she was like you used to do focus groups with me and my friends and like we were talking about like the 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 ripple effect that we were going to create and we talked about bullying don't you remember and i was like oh yeah i remember that um But the, you know, like in typical fashion, I, the first business, it didn't work. And I really decided that entrepreneurship wasn't going to be my thing. Like, even though that was the dream as a kid, I was just burned down and I owed a lot of money to my sister when our business failed. Like, you know, our relationship got skewed for a little while and Interestingly enough, I went into fashion, which is what I, again, like my passion at the time. And I wanted to, I watched The Devil Wears Prada and I wanted to be like Andy. And I created that for myself in this really crazy sort of way. Um, But I got to a point where I was so burned out and so sick because I was so out of alignment with how I'm energetically designed. That I almost died. Like I was going to work and I, have, I had migraines for like months on end. We thought I was having many strokes. I was losing chunks of time. I couldn't speak properly in meetings, and I had to move home. And like, no 36 year old self respecting woman wants to go live with her parents and like get healthy, but. That really kicked off a journey of if I can heal myself, I can heal other people. And I became a health coach first. And then Laura came into my life and we kept talking about business and business and business. And she's like, you really need to be a business coach because I'd already built the million dollar accounts. And I had this like really deep desire to do that more, but yeah. Yeah. So it just naturally unfolded. It was not the direction. I never thought I would be sitting here. I never thought I'd build a business like talking about the moon and human design and how that affects business and women's rights and like the patriarchy and where that all plays into the conversation. But I mean, I can't imagine it being any other way now. So yeah, still got that CEO, Dollar dollar bills, like motivation behind everything. I am a Capricorn though. So like, yes. I mean, let's be real. We like success and I'm a projector.
2: So yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And my background is like completely different. That's <laughs> like thing. we exactly. We have completely different, almost like totally opposing human design charts. And then we also have just very, very completely, and we live three thousand miles apart in two different countries totally different upbringings and lived experiences and totally different, you know, lifestyles in our twenties and early thirties. So I like have a science background. I like got a biology degree and in infectious disease. And then I worked in medical research and then I left that. Cause I was like, I was just sitting alone in dark rooms with $3 million microscopes all day long. <laughs> like, it was boring. <laughs> um, and so then I became a pediatric nurse and I did that. Um, I started that probably like a decade ago. I know, which is crazy to think. Um, but you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, there was a lot of shifts sh- that was sort of, I, I had had a bit of, um, spiritual awakening and like really started digging into my personal development a few years before that. Like I discovered Byron Katie that was, you know, everyone has their, that first, you know, um, I don't know, experiment, like experimental drug. What's the word I want to use? Like, it's like your gateway, gateway drug. drug. That was my yeah. gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> so Byron Katie was my gateway drug to personal development. And then I kind of, I came at entrepreneurship in a completely ass backwards way. I found entrepreneurship through personal development, which is usually works the other way. People start with entrepreneurship and then they realize like, oh fuck, I really need to grow as a person if I'm going to be any success at this. So then they discover personal development. I was the other way around. Um, And I initially actually started in network marketing. Um, but I I was so nice. Na- this is like there aren't words to describe, and people make fun of me for this nonstop and I totally can receive it. Um, I was so naive about business and entrepreneurship in all shapes and forms that I did not understand what network marketing was. Like I understood mm-hmm. that there was doTERRA and I understood that like, you know, my mom used to sell Tupperware temporarily when I was about seven, but like I really didn't understand that there was this whole world of network marketing. So I got into network marketing like a complete like bumbling idiot. I just I was like, oh yeah, like I I'm using these things, I'm using these wellness products and they're really great. And like I guess if you buy it, then like I get a percentage back. Like I was, oh my God. Like sometimes I think back to memories. And I'm like, wow, that was bad. <laughs> but because I was such a newbie, I had this like just total novice hood. I approached building my network marketing business from a completely different standpoint than what was actually being shoved down to me and like from different from what the Kool-Aid that everybody else was drinking. Yeah. So I initially started building on social media. Like I didn't, I was, I was home all the time with a new baby and I, I couldn't, I didn't want to have people over to my house. Like everyone's like, you should have a house party. I'm like, why? I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want people in <laughs> my home. <laughs> and people were like telling me I should go to other people's homes. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. I have a baby and I'm, I'm, that I'm really caring for practically like a single mom. So I was like, I'll just go on Instagram and I'll, I'll connect with people and I'll have a brand. I didn't even know what branding was, but I was creating a brand Mm -hmm. and I was building connections and relationships. And I, I, that's how I built a team. I built a team almost exclusively with people who were other health coaches or in the health and wellness sphere. Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to try and convince somebody of something they don't believe. I'm going to work with people who already believe in the thing that I'm doing and that's kind of instantly how I found Betsy because she had already been looking at, at the company I was with as a product partner and so it was like there was like a whole bunch of serendipitous things that happened but what we discovered is that so she was building a health coaching business in Pennsylvania doing it online but she's working mostly with like um more like executives out of New York
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then I was building this network marketing business of like health coaches and other you know wellness influencers and I wasn't spending any time talking about the product I just wanted to talk about their businesses and their brands and how they were showing up in social media and how they were meeting and connecting with people and like what their bigger vision was for their life and their business. Like I was being a business coach without having any fucking clue what I was doing. And then Betsy and I, yeah, connected through an Instagram DM. And we again, very quickly became friends and, and everything was, you know, again, it's like manifestation is about like trust and clarity and just leaning into what am I good at? And for me as a generator, I'm a five, one pure generator. Like what excites me? What lights me up? What gets my sacral growing? I was doing that. It was producing energy. And then Betsy is the projector. We would get on the phone and she could siphon some of that sacral energy and it would, and she could just talk, 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 talk. Cause she's a self-projected projector. Right. And I would give, I would feed her bits of things and she'd be like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. But actually you could go in this direction. Cause that's what projectors do is they guide. And so we, then we started a podcast And we grew the podcast, no monetization, no business for an entire year. And then we were like, okay, like everyone's coming to us asking how to build side hustles, how to build their business and their brand on social media. And then that was, that launched, kicked off our first product and like the rest is history. Um, and there, from there, we kind of though started healing old wounds around the masculine and the hustle. And that's really how we became luscious hustle. So luscious mm-hmm. is the divine feminine and hustle is the divine masculine. You need both. It's not about choosing one or the other, but the luscious comes first for us. It, it, there has to be intentionality behind the goals. There has to be um, a, gr- a deep level of self-awareness and discernment around your energy that you're using to hustle. And that's where the human design piece comes in because Betsy's a projector. She's only supposed to work four hours a day. Mm. Tops. Max. Max. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, even as a generator, you know, it's funny too. Like, I kind of want to dispel this myth because I feel like I've been having this conversation over and over again recently, but there's this really weird, because you're a manifesting generator. I'm a generator. So we have these defined sacrals. We've like, you know, so all we have to do is do something to pique our desire. And then we're like, boom, there's the energy lights up. But there's a difference between energy and time. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get really stuck because mm-hmm. just because you you something is a yes, you love it, you're excited about it, and boom, you produce energy. Awesome. You have lots of energy to get the thing done. That doesn't mean that you have to keep committing yourself to more and more and more time. Like mm-hmm. I have the same 24 hours a day to operate with as Betsy does. And, and I should treat that time just as valuable as she does, regardless of how much energy my body produces or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What, thank you so much for explaining that and about your guys's business name too. I, I had no idea and it's just so brilliant because I was going to ask that because the word hustle sometimes is misconstrued as you know, bad or as like negative in some way, but the way you guys describe it as divine feminine, divine, masculine, that balance is beautiful because there's not enough people out there kind of talking, I think, about the running a business in the masculine and feminine. And even for myself, it's taken quite a few years coming out of the really masculine corporate structure of like, during our first month, like first day bleed time, like you still have to go to work and like all you want to do is like sit there and die and like you can't even <laughs> honor your cycles like within that corporate masculine structure, right? And it took me a long time to kind of unlearn and like decondition from that, like forcing and efforting constantly and like honor the feminine. And I get a lot of questions about that within my own community and I'm not an expert on it. So like, can you give a couple examples of what it looks like to do things in your business in the feminine and masculine? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's actually a really great question. And, you know, when we started our business, even before we were Luscious Hustle, we were the Luscious Living Podcast. I had to think about that. I was like, what were we called again? I know it had Luscious in it, Luscious Living Podcast. And it's so funny because the word luscious to me when we started was such a trigger word. Hustle when we became Luscious Hustle was not a trigger word because I'd spent like over a decade in New York City and I understood the hustle. Um, But for me, luscious was actually the word that was the trigger word, because again, we're talking about that like divine feminine energy. And at that point in our business, like both of us, I mean, Laura being in the medical world and network marketing, me coming from, you know, New York, both of us had a lot of healing to do around the feminine. And so we picked a word, Laura really stood for that word. And I had to do a lot of work to just actually even be able to say it. I had a, I had a really bad lisp growing up. And so luscious living podcast, holy cow, is that hard? And like, hi, my name is Betsy. And this is the luscious living podcast. Like all the S's. I mean, it was constant triggering for me. And I think the thing that women need to remember is that, you know, and this is why we started using the moon in our business The the system that we live in, the patriarchal system, we'll just go there, um, it is built around men's energy cycles. Men have a 24-hour energy cycle. So when you look at the nine-to-five workday, Monday through Friday, you're really tapped into the energy of men. But like you mentioned, women have a 28-day energy cycle. Oh, surprise, surprise, the moon circles the earth every 28.5 days, right? Mm -hmm. So we've always had this ebb and flow of energy. And when we talk about luscious hustle and we talk about the divine masculine, divine feminine coming together, typical business strategy is taught for like the masculine edge, right? Like growth edge. Everything's about the edge, but that edge is always in the masculine. It's always about metrics going up, you know, how we're showing up, what is the external that we're getting back? Whereas the feminine, And there's two sides to feminine energy. There's the divine feminine that is, you know, nurturing and she's loving and she's supportive and she's creative and she's flowing. And we all like can recognize that side of ourselves. But there's also the wounded feminine who gives too much, who doesn't have boundaries, who is oversharing, who is in the victim mode. It's nothing is ever good enough. And what we've realized in our business and where our growth happens, it's not in the masculine only in the masculine, there's Mm. what we call the feminine edge, where there's enough masculine energy that we're taking action inspired action, there's that support. But then there's that creativity and the flow of the feminine at the same time. And the more we've been able to step into that, and it started with the moon, and then it's expanded with human design, the more success we have seen, and it's, and it's in a new type of empowered way of looking at business. It's just, there is space, there's time to take a nap in the middle of the day. It's not about go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And I know we still trigger people with the word hustle because they immediately go to like, apparently (laughs) I'm luscious, but like, especially the word hustle. So many people come on and they're like, oh, wow. You're like not talking about
2: hustling all the time. And we're like, no,
1: no, we're not. We're
2: almost. Yeah we're not anti-hustle, but we're hustle in the way that feels aligned. It's a lot different like, hustle. Yeah. Like as a generator, like when we get really, really excited about something, we can get kind of obsessive and we just mm-hmm. want to just keep digging and digging and digging in. Like that feels that's like that exciting, hustly energy to me for Betsy as a projector. It's more like, I mean, projectors get can, they don't reasonably have to work four our four hours a days because they can actually get more done in a shorter period of time so when they're really clear there's an invitation they're taking action they're sharing they're doing the thing that they're meant to guide on like they're like the channels open and it's flowing and things are just coming out of her mouth so in, in a way that's kind of her hustle like there's mm-hmm. there's action and there's energy coming out very strong linear way that's the masculine but then the, but it's always supported by that feminine piece yeah. um and it's, it's been an interesting journey too, with the words luscious and hustle together. Um, because a lot of, to, to this day, we'll like text friends and family, like, what do you think of when you hear the words luscious hustle? And they're like big boobs, lips, strippers, <laughs> strippers, but booty, like that's what comes to mind. And, and I, it's so funny, like maybe I'm just a total weirdo, but when I, for, well, at the first time we Googled the word right before we changed our domain name and everything, we oh, Googled man. luscious hustle porn it was porn 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 porn. now if you google luscious hustle or luscious hustler because we call people in our community we're luscious hustlers that's a fun one you google that (laughs) now it's like a picture of laura a picture of betsy anal sex boobs (laughs) like penises more letsy and laura like out of business like (laughs) so we're like very slowly working on the seo to like eventually one day we'll world dominance (laughs) <laughs> you know, but when I, as pre- hustle will just be us minus the porn. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: When I first started Squamish Medium if you googled Squamish Medium there's a, a Gore-Tex brand it's really high-end outerwear brand called Arc'teryx here in uh that's in North Vancouver and so it would be Arc'teryx clothing that came up in medium sizes oh my and then God. now if you put in <laughs> and now if you put in Squamish Medium it's like all me I'm like I have B O Arc'teryx an international <laughs> outdoor brand oh well God. we are
2: single-handedly doing what we can to bring wholesomeness to the porn (laughs) industry (laughs) um but you know it's funny it's like the word luscious to me is like like my daughter running through the sprinklers with a slice of watermelon in her hand and it's sunny and it's the summer and it's just like like lusciousness there's lusciousness in nature in femininity Mm -hmm. in like in how a woman stands up on stage and shares her story there's right like I think of I think of women entrepreneurs and bosses who are making lots of money and are total ballers in their feminine. That's luscious like that. Mm. So I think that's, you know, that's a big piece for us is like we're redefining two big words for women, one that's triggering the feminine and one that's triggering the masculine. And it's up to us to Betsy and I are total word nerds. And we're on, when we do private coaching calls, if a client keep singing, saying a particular word, keeps coming up I'm like, Ooh, we are Googling this right now. Mm-hmm. What is the actual definition of this word? How is it properly used? How are you, what's the context in which you're using it? Because redefining things for ourselves, it just changes the game.
0: Yeah. And I think words have so much energy to them as well, mm-hmm. especially like in the healing world, like the words you pick are either very powerful or triggering for other people it's so important mm-hmm. um to be able to pick really powerful words and I say like luscious because I'm probably a bit more like Betsy where I was very in my masculine like even in my astrology chart is eight out of ten planets and masculine energy like I'm just like a lot of masculine drive a lot of structures a lot of that stuff and so it was really hard for me going to my feminine and even hearing people talk about like romance mm-hmm. and stuff was like incredibly uncomfortable for me I'm just like don't draw me a bath. I can draw my own bath. I'm like, I don't need any, anything there, but I think I was more in that kind of, um, wounded feminine for a very long time. And so when I hear the word luscious, because I'm much more in in touch with my feminine now, and I've slowed down my life and I feel like I've unlearned a lot from that corporate structure at this point, 15 months later, like luscious is actually very activating for me. Like I almost like melt into the word when I hear it. And it's not a Mm -hmm. word I ever really thought about before. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing you guys in a business community I was a member of, and you guys presented. And then um, you were talking about the work that you do with the moon, and then now it's like evolved into human design. And you know, I would love to hear about that evolution of moving from you know the moon into the human design, and how you've seen like your guys' like relationship and business kind of flourish with this new kind of knowledge. Like in corporate, you might remember Betsy, we had to do the Big Five right. It's everything's like big five assessment. So I imagine that, you know, the human design is kind of like the big five, but for like spiritual entrepreneurs, right. For people who want to go like deeper. And I did have one of your star strategy sessions, which I'll talk about after. And it's like very, very telling, but like, what do you tell me about human design? Tell me about it.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so much to unpack there. Well, it's interesting because you know, the moon conversation. So I was born under a full moon in cancer. Um, I was called Betsy moon from a really young age. And I think when we look at the evolution of our business, like just pausing here with the moon for a little bit before diving into human design, because that was really the first step in truly embracing our energetics in business and allowing something that seemed totally illogical to play a really large role in our business. So for me at the time when we introduced the moon, I was going through some deep dra- trauma healing and I was having a really hard time managing my energy in our business. And I was playing with using the lunar cycle to help heal like the big teeth, like a big traumatic event. Um, and it was interesting how in a very short period of time because I was ready and I was like called to do the work, it, it manifested, itself very quickly. Like things just started changing. And I said to Laura, you know what, I think we need to bring this into the business because I think that there's a way to run our business around the lunar cycle and like magic is going to happen. And at the time we were struggling to hit 5k months and then we introduced the moon and it was like 10k, then 15k. And then all of a sudden we had our six figure a year and it was like, oh, okay, let's, let's teach this. And really at the crux of that, and we didn't even realize it. I don't, I don't really remember thinking of it so much at the time, but that was like the backbone of the masculine and feminine and how we were able to really integrate it, truly integrate it into our business. And I'd been like obsessed with the moon since I I was a baby. Human design was the next step in the sense that it's like, okay, once you align your cycle and you understand the ebb and flow, it's like, how do you unlock the blueprint that's inside you? And so human design is really it's based in astrology, Kabbalah, it's got the I Ching in there. It's based on where the planets were 90 days before you were born, where the planets are the day that you're born. And so there's all these different mystical elements that come together. And the weird thing was for me, I'll never forget the first time we were introduced to human design, we looked up our charts. They, It was like, oh, you're a self-projected projector. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like the world opened up, everything made sense. And Laura was like a generator and she's like, what? No, I don't want to be the worker beat. Like she was really upset about it. And to me, I found that so fascinating that you know, one of us could have such a visceral like, "Oh my God, the universe has just given me permission as opposed to, wait, you mean, I'm supposed to be the one working all the time? And so that then became the next challenge. How do we unpack this? How do we bring this into our business? How do we how do we teach around it? And over the last three and a half years that we've been using this or four years that we've been using this on ourselves, And even with our community, it's like the more you peel back, and there's a lot of information in human design. So if you're curious about it, like doing a star strategy to really get your own unique blueprint is the easiest way to do it. You can read all the books and take all the courses like I did, or you can just like, you know, get right in there and figure out what you need to know. Um, But I really think that in this new age, and especially 2020 really drove this home for us in this new age where... Home and work is so intertwined and boundaries are so pushed, like, especially for women. I think having that unique blueprint at your fingertips, understanding where your energy is thriving, where you can pull back, it really gives you permission to show up in a brand new way and communicate at a much deeper level with your audience. And you can do a lot more with a lot less. And that to me is the magic of human design and why it's at the forefront now, because 2020 shook things up. Like people can't just go all the time. It's like that hustle. You can't hustle 24 seven because you're going to burn yourself out. We know so many generators that are burned out. Like you have a sacral engine, <laughs> you're making energy and they're burned out because they're being pulled in so many directions. And that's the gift of human design because you get to see what is for you, what isn't for you. And then you have that awareness that you can bring to
2: yeah, this is why this isn't working for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm how about your journey there?
2: Well, I was just going to say, I think Betsy's right. I mean, we, we, um, we see as many burnt out gens or many gens as there are Um, non-sacral beings like the reflectors manifestors and projectors but it's you know for me it's understanding and learning to love being a generator and like 70% of the world's population is there a gener, mani gen so we have a defined sacral energy center and the sacral is like that is where life force energy comes from it is the house of creativity and desire that's where all of it comes from is within us Um, but it's it's really it's about a paradigm shift actually like that's that's how I understood what because The way that we understand work and hustle in the old paradigm is if you looked at being a generator through that lens, yeah, it is shit. We got the shit end of the stick. 70% of us are supposed to apparently be work, 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 work all the time. But, (laughs) but it's not like, that's not what work means in the new paradigm, in the new paradigm being, have a defined sacral simply means that I one step one, identify something that piques my desire brings that gets me excited that I a task that is going to feel very satisfying to me could be as simple as like maybe you just like really like mowing the lawn my boyfriend right now is like all about his lawn care he he's he's also a pure generator and he's like gets really excited about lawn care anyways it could be something as simple as that or it could be something that's like your passion project could be mediumship it could be building your business whatever you do the thing that piques your desire and then energy is created and that energy is there for you to sustain you to do The work that lights you up, that you're really excited and want to do. And that's Mm. the biggest mindset shift for gens and many gens. It's like we have been conditioned, usually from a very early age in childhood, um, to say yes Because even unconsciously, we're aware that we have energy and other people around us sense that can pick up on our generator energy. Even other generators can pick up on the sacral energy of others. So as a little kid, say your mom is like, I want you to go to grandma's house and help her weed the garden or something. And and you're like, I really, uh uh-uh, no. Sacral says no. That's a no for me. But because you're a good little kid and mommy is going to give you an allowance and grandma will be so proud and happy if you do it, you go, you say yes Mm -hmm. to something that's really a no, you go and do it because you have that defined sacral, you can get her done. You can work hard all day long for grandma in the garden. And then you get home and you get rewarded. Oh, you're such a good girl. You did such a good job. You were so helpful. Here's an allowance. Didn't that feel great? Blah, blah, blah. And then that conditioning keeps going. And this happens in business. We have lots of clients who can't let go of a particular program or product, or they want to shift their business in a new direction. And, and, and then it's like, well, I'm good at it. It makes me money. There's Mm -hmm. a reward. I guess I should keep going with it. It's illogical for me to quit. So they keep going and they keep going. And, and generators can be mildly satisfied ish for a very long period of time before we will finally like sink into misery because we've completely def- depleted our our sacral so the trick to having to being a generator or gen, is is actually in to be quote-unquote selfish as the old paradigm would describe it the old paradigm would call it selfish in the new paradigm of living it's no you're just doing what lights you up and that's your purpose that's what why the universe made you the way that you are so you only do the things that light you up and that will produce energy and then other people will do other things that you don't want to do and it will all work out and everybody gets to be happy and everyone gets to produce lots of sparkly, magnetic, sacral energy. And the gens and the mani gens get to be big and sparkly and bright. And the projectors who are our guides and the manifestors who are our initiators and the reflectors who are here to bring us delight and amplify back the energy that they find around them, they get to tap into that sacral energy anytime they want mm. and use it for their own superpowers. So it's really cool in the new paradigm, but you have to look at it through the new paradigm. That is a
0: uh, very inspirational and very well said. I learned a lot from both of those comments because, well, there's a couple of things I want to ask a little bit selfishly. Now I have had a star strategy session and I do recommend them. It was a phenomenal deal. Like you got the one hour session with the two of you, and then I got a week of support after Voxer support because sometimes. So these concepts so when you first open up a human design chart you're kind of like wth you're like <laughs> yes what yes. are all these symbols and I notice some astrology here and I see some numbers and some words like I'm a rising Phoenix and I'm like oh, like what is all this and it can be a little bit overwhelming so it's like really nice deal to like have the session go home digest and then you know ask some follow-up kind of questions that are more specific for you and it just so happened I signed up for the session with you guys like literally right as I was launching the initiation so I was able to ask you guys like so with the Manny Jenny and like you know my authority my emotional authority like is it okay that I'm just kind of sitting back because I I don't like marketing like I don't like cheesy marketing I even like doing the Instagram posts, like I think I did three like they really kind of bother me and I'm like can I just kind of sit back and like attract And you guys are like yes just relationships it's around relationships right and I think that's what I do well as relationship marketing without even efforting. It's just kind of like what I naturally do. And so that was really helpful and handy. Now, when it comes to like a Manny gen and because there's so many listeners out there who will be many gens um, like me, 70% or whatnot. So I feel that spark sometimes. Like I feel it, like I channeled like a seven week program, like in an hour. And I had so much energy behind it. I couldn't even sleep that night, but then it kind of fell off. <laughs> and I can't force myself to then create the next thing. So do you just kind of wait for like the next inspiration to come and then like ride that wave? Like, how do we honor the cycles of like the human design in this new paradigm where my masculine drive is like, do the work, but create this thing. But my feminine is just kind of like, wait, just wait until the next download comes and the inspiration flows. It's like, Yeah, I don't know if you guys can answer that. (laughs) Well, I'm the creeper
1: and I just pulled your chart up because I keep these things. (laughs) So I'm looking at your chart. So actually, I'm really glad that you asked this question because I do see this as tying in with the whole sacral energy and how we're conditioned, right? So we're taught motivation. It's like, go, 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 just do it. I mean, when you think of marketing over the years, they've done an incredible job of selling us a line, but that line is now borderline crazy in the sense that it's just like, go, go, go. Like there's no time to to gas up. There's no time to take a moment for yourself. So in your chart, you actually have an open heart ego center and in human design, the heart ego center is actually the center of motivation. Here's the thing. What nobody tells us is only 30% of the population actually has a defined heart ego, which means only 30% of the population has this divine defined motivation. So it's actually natural for you to ebb and flow through like, yes, I'm inspired. I want to go in this direction. No, I need to take some time. Like if you were on, I mean, think about it. Like if you turn the channel on all day, every day, I mean, even that being the vessel that holds all the downloads that comes through, you can't like, it just, Not everything is for you. I think Elizabeth Mm. Gilbert does a really good job talking about this in Big Magic, how like the Mm. things that are for us will come to us when we're ready. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I'm noticing the most with non-sacrals, so like I said, projectors, manifestors, reflectors, timing is everything. Timing is everything. And I wish that more women felt that they had the time and space to be open to the things coming when they're meant to come. Because it's very easy when you're having a moment of like, oh my God, this is the best idea ever. It could be better two months from now. Mm -hmm. It actually could be better two months from now if you give yourself that space. And, but again, we're not taught that. We're taught like, as soon as you have an idea, go. And I think that's why short launches don't always work for people, you know, doing the whole like five day challenges to launch your business, they don't work anymore. I think that there's, you know, it's part of this paradigm shift of understanding our energy, understanding what motivates us. And, you know, again, some of us are motivated, inspired, I guess, is a better way externally. Some of us are inspired internally. Like there's all these different pieces that happen with your human design chart. And so that's what we get to unpack in a star strategy session. So Mm -hmm. don't worry if you're not motivated all the time. You're not designed to be, even though you have that sacral energy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah see going back to that book big magic which i love the first half of that book the suffering artist near the end i kind of like fell off i'm like i'm not a suffering artist yes there was like a bit of that but she did talk about like yeah the idea comes but then if you don't take action on it it will move on to the next person which is great for the idea getting Mm -hmm. played out but i'm like this is my Right, like, I want that's a big thing, too,
2: though, in human design, we talk about, um, I mean, each of the energy centers has its own sort of focus and, and source and there's ways to use it to its wisdom and to its not self theme, whether it's defined or undefined, like, we always often we talk about open or undefined centers as being um, where can de- where conditioning can happen, and it can potentially happen there. But man, the number of generators and manifesting generators who have lots of definition in their charts, and they have tons of conditioning around how that's used. I mean, mm. it, it can really go either way. But the thing with human design, the word that I will that I use most often on star strategy sessions is discernment. And I really think that discernment and being able to edit edit your life, edit your business, edit yourself and your thoughts and your energy correctly for you is, is the skill of the 21st century. Mm. Um, Because, I mean, you just don't have to do it all, all the time. And you can have a really great, like I have an open head. I have an open Anja and an open crown. So open crown, all this inspiration it's like information highway coming into my brain all the time. I'm externally inspired. And my judgments, viewpoints of the world, again, come from outside of me. I receive them in. And so I could, I mean, I could run in a thousand different directions every single day, but just because an idea is really, really good and I love it doesn't mean it's for me. Mm -hmm. And my job to use my sacral authority is for my, let my sacral, which is how I channel the universe and the life force through my body is to let that discern, like, is this idea for you or no? Is -hmm. this a good time for you? Yes or no. And when it's a no, it's a no. You just release it out into the world. Or sometimes like I'll think of something and then Two days later, I'm on a coaching call with a client. I'm like, you know who you remind me of? You should totally do this. And like, then I'm like, oh, that's where that idea was for. It wasn't for me. It was for someone else, but I was open and I received it. And then I passed along and that can feel really, really good. And we don't have to feel like mine, like, like Gollum, like my precious, no one can have this idea about me because that's just, no one's going to win in business if we're, if we keep acting like that. And it's, and it's, it's, again, it's like, no one's, I don't think most people are doing that from a, from a, um a selfish place, right? It's just, we were conditioned in Mm -hmm. like sort of the wounded masculine environment around us to like, Oh, you got something, hang on to it. Don't let it go. Nobody else can have it be secretive, you know? And it's, that's not what it's about. Things come in, things go out and it's about discernment. What is right for me and what isn't. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, There's a lot, that's why we offer the week of Voxer sport because some of the most interesting conversations and questions come in after the readings because people have a day or two to sit with it, let it marinate. And then inevitably something happens in their life or something happens in their business that challenges and triggers them. And then they get to come into Voxer and be like, okay, so this thing is going down right now. Like, and, and that's, that's when you get to actually take human design from, from you just learned it to actually applying it. When you Mm. apply it often enough, then you integrate it. And that's where the real magic happens because like anything, it's like astrology. It's like anything that we learn in in the spiritual world. It's it's great to read a book. It's great to listen to a webinar or a podcast, but if you're not actually applying it and then integrating it, it's not actually going to change your life.
0: Yeah, I agree. So going back to like language, right. I'm sure you guys hear this too, but two of the biggest words that I hear from people who hire me on the coaching capacity is purpose and alignment. Like those are two really big loaded words. So I can't tell someone what their purpose is, right? Like I, I can't just like overtly tell someone, this is your life purpose. And I don't think our purpose is just one thing. And I don't think our purpose is necessarily how we earn money right um which might be a little bit controversial to say but when it comes to human design where does alignment come in what does alignment look like in the human design world and then can you actually uncover a purpose or within human design as well
1: so in human design they say that your purpose is actually foretold in your incarnation cross so that's like the big life lesson that you're here to learn um and if you pull a like a full mandala chart you'll notice that there actually there is a cross that happens with the gates that go across the circle the mandala um and so those can be really fun and we have yet to meet somebody where we've told them about their incarnation cross and they've been like mm, no that's not me like on some level it resonates very deeply with people um So there is a bit of purpose, but it's, you know, again, it's, it's how we interpret that purpose, right? It's how we interpret that information. And I think you're right. Like my purpose in life was not to grow up and teach women how to build businesses, but one of the biggest, you know, I had a purpose when my dad was sick and I moved home and I stayed home because I wanted to be there for him while, you know, he had Alzheimer's. I knew time was finite. The other purpose that I've had in our, in our business was like, if I could heal myself, I could heal other people. I could do that in like 19,000 different ways. Right. But I mean, there's still like, I have to do the work on myself first. Um, Laura has a little girl that she's trying to be an incredible role model for, right? So I think that, you know, purpose, you're right. Everyone's searching for it. Purpose, passions, another word that we hear a lot. Like, what do you desire? What do you, pa-? and that that also gets convoluted in the language that was used to create human design. Um, And I think alignment, I mean, I'm curious to hear what Laura says about this with human design. I think alignment to me, it's always a moving target. Like alignments like balance, (laughs) like it's stagnant. There's a moment of it, but you know, true alignment to me, it's not really alignment. It's more about expansion, at least at the place that I'm at right now. To me, alignment is really that new calibration, that new energy frequency that we're at, our capacity to receive being even bigger. Um, that to me is more what I'm focused on right now, but you know, yes, there's alignment, but um, I also know how my energy flows within my human design chart. It's not meant to be like all encompassing, right? Like it, it, it actually is about expanding the aura. That's where alignment lies for me. So mm-hmm.
2: Laura, what do you think? For me, I mean, human design is sort of it's the it's like the IKEA instructions, It's like the IKEA manual for your body and your soul, how are they going to work together, your soul in this human body and carry out a journey and like carry out the purpose. So to me, alignment is like, are you on track? Are you aligning the stars or aligning the stepping stones of your path in a way that gets you from where you are presently in a very human experience to the highest version of yourself the highest expression of your soul in in this in this life like that to me is and it's not perfect like manifestation does not happen in a one two three in a perfect line it's it's like it's like connecting the dots right there's zigzags and you go over here and you go over there and then this dot connects down here and then eventually you get where you're going and you don't have to know the path you just have to know which next stepping stone is the right stepping stone for you Right. Like if you think about like, you know, if you're stepping on stones, crossing a river, right. You think you're going to go in a straight line and then you, you don't though. Right. You step on the stones and you end up upstream and that's how you got there. You took the stones that felt right to you. And that's human design. It's like following your inner authority. Like I, my authority lies within me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. I think that's a big piece for women in, in the online space, because there is so much noise on, there's just so much noise and you should do this and you should do that. And like, sometimes the questions we get, get people are like, I was recently told that I should never do one-to-one coaching ever again, that it's a bad business model. I'm like, what? <laughs> like people hear things in webinars or they see a post on Instagram and they take it like the word of God yeah. and they and they get, and so that's, but that's an external influence. Like they're allowing something external to them to influence and, and try to make a decision. And it's like, well, that person doesn't know you in your life. Like you need to make, you need to lead yourself and take the right decisions for you. And, and how, how do we know? Well, if you read your human design blueprint and you know how to use your energy type, your authority, you understand like that incarnation cross, like what is our purpose in this lifetime? then that can guide us really quickly and easily. And it doesn't, you know, there's no doubt. And it comes back to that manifestation piece. Like manifestation happens through trust and clarity. Mm. So if you clearly understand yourself and you can trust in yourself to make the right decisions, even if they seem weird and totally out of of the left field to the outside world, if you know they're right for you, you're going to feel good about them. And then that's when, that's when business gets to become fun. It gets to become really playful.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so to kind of like wrap up this really energizing conversation, I'm so glad that you guys were able to come on because again, I have benefited so much from this session and I was actually just going through my notes the other night. I took a whole bunch of notes We're going down it and I I don't have the best memory myself and so like i've had a few human design readings and i mostly just remember like manny jen and you know sacral authority or emotional authority and like i'm like that with astrology too i've been studying it for almost four years and i can't tell you off the top of my head what venus means like even though i've read it 10 billion times so me going through the notes and like the recording have been like super helpful um so i would just kind of like leave it to you guys to end it like you know how can people find out more from you? How can people like sign up for one of these sessions? And like, if people wanted to start right now, like looking at their human design, like what's the most impactful thing that they can kind of like look for first thing.
1: So I'll answer the second question first and then I'll tell you where you can go deeper with us. So the the, the place to start is really your energy type. And at the end of the day, like you being a manifesting generator, Laura's a gen, I'm a projector. energy type is our aura it is what the aura that we're putting out into the world and so your human design chart like laura said it's the ikea manual that gives you how your energy flows and really what you're doing is you're amplifying your aura and there's your energy type gives you a strategy how you're meant to show up in the world and if you can even just like honestly if you're listening to this and you're like yes i want to learn more i mean if you master your energy type and your strategy I mean, magic is going to happen. You don't even need to know your authority at that point. Like, just energy type and strategy, a whole world is going to unlock for you. Mm -hmm. If you want to go deeper, though, honestly, the best thing to do is to get a star strategy session and get a reading done um, because there's so, like you said, there's so much information on the page. And it really is, I mean, we spent, the first year's like i would sit and read a book for 20 minutes a day and it was like gibberish like you have to read it so many times before it like starts really sinking in Um, And a star strategy session is going to give you everything you need to know, your energy type, your authority, your strategy, your profile, which is kind of like your sun sign in in, uh, astrology. Um, It's going to teach you how the energy flows through your body, where you're transmitting energy, where you're receiving energy, and give you the confidence to show up in a new and aligned way, like we were just talking about. Um, And the cool thing is... Laura is going to be doing those on her own going forward because she is like the little reader generator that could. Um, She's absolutely incredible at it. And I'm so excited that she's going to be taking that over. So if you head on over to uh, www.luscioushustle.com, you will find uh, Star Strategies sessions listed there. Or you can just hit us up on Instagram at luscious.hustle and just DM us, ask us for a link. We can send that through to you um but yeah I would say you know books it's so funny the more we've done this and the deeper we've gone with our own students and in the work that we're doing with our clients you know the books are amazing and there's you know Karen Curry Parker is a great place to start but a lot of the language is really starting to become a bit outdated and so it's really hard sometimes when you get like fixated on the way that one person is saying it and like the wording can be really confusing so if you're really ready to go with it and really ready to understand it star strategy sessions are by far the best place to start any type of reading is the best place to start
0: in my opinion yeah i love it and of course you guys have a podcast luscious hustle I which do. i love Thank i you. love listening to it you guys are wonderful any last
2: words from you laura no i mean this has been this has been a treat this has been so much fun uh, and i hope that i hope I mean, anytime we can have a conversation about the masculine and the feminine, and mm-hmm. a new paradigm, and looking at just reimagining what work and energy and time all actually mean, like that. Those are the kind of these are the conversations that jazz me up because I think there's so much freedom that will come, and and just I, like I love it when we get to blow people's minds on coaching <laughs> calls or start starting. They're like, oh, I've been thinking about everything the, the wrong way. And now it makes so much sense. And now I have permission to be myself. And now mm. I feel more confident. And now I have more clarity. It's like, yeah, that's a game changer. It changes everything gets to feel better. And um yeah. So thank you for having us on here and having this yes, conversation. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. I love you guys. And this has been an incredibly energizing conversation for me. So thank you guys so much. You can hit all those links in the show notes below. Go check these ladies out. And I have had one of these sessions. They are not paying me. They did not give it to me for free. I signed up for it. I paid for it. And I only ever recommend and refer things that I truly got something great out of. So I highly recommend you ladies. And thank you guys for coming on. Thank you again so much for having us. Thank you.